0: That, uh, I came to rock this party
1: Welcome to Digging in the Dome. I'm your gracious host for the day, Kevin Hartman. With me as always is my hetero life mate, not so silent Bob, Mr. Chris Morano. Yeah. And today we have an incredible guest. Super excited. We know him as Brandon you may know him from afternoons on 96.1 KISS FM in Pittsburgh back in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or you may know him currently from 95.3 Go Radio in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But you most likely know him as the official DJ for Taylor Gang Zone. Pittsburgh native Wiz Khalifa. He's also the world's biggest Charles Barkley fan. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Hell yeah. please welcome to Digging in the Dome, DJ Bonnie! Hey.
0: Uh, let me do a live wiki edit real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Go ninety five three doesn't exist anymore. And that Aww. ended end of last year because of COVID. So ah, I'm actually a I'm from Philadelphia originally. Well, yes. we know that we know. Yeah, that. so uh, you know, I like to call my. I spent equal time in both Philly and pittsburgh so i'm um, you know it's such a toss up there and, and so i, I will call myself a pennsylvania uh, native and born in philly and bred in pittsburgh you know what i mean so yeah
2: and you and you also now you're in in minnesota is that, is uh, that where you live yeah, now actually no so after the station ended in minnesota
0: mm-hmm. i uh man this is kind of like i haven't said this in public i like made a made a move to austin uh, oh wow I like love bombed and moved to Austin and that yeah. didn't necessarily work out. So I'm currently transitioning and I'm in my mom's house in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Nice. Lansdale. Wait, yes. we're gonna have
2: you here live. Jesus, you're like twenty minutes away from here. <laughs> totally. Totally. So uh, I'm in Lansdale right now, um, sleeping
0: on a on the couch and uh, nice enjoying um living at my mom's
2: home which, cooking. Uh, yeah yes. really, just yeah, spelling brilliant. the mystique that you're like a rock star here right now. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. Down. I mean, but isn't that rock star <laughs> life? Like, <laughs> I guess so. On the couch, you no. Know? <laughs> we got to break all the rules, man. Hell yeah, dude. Do we do? Do you do you? And you're in transition. So where where are you going to end? What do you think you're going to end up? Do you know where you're going to where you're going to land? Uh,
0: well, this is a first two, Is that it? Looks like that I could be landing in Las Vegas. Ah, Ooh. Vegas, baby, all right. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Alright that'd be so, awesome. Um, that might will happen next, but I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm still hosting, uh, TV, uh, at CW in, mm-hmm. uh, in Minnesota. I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to be all over the place. Modern man, you know, being, <laughs> yes. Could
2: be. yes. Uh, the grass grow under your feet, my friend, just keep on and running. So I wanted to give a quick shout out
1: to, uh, Jackie lob, hey. uh, who connected us, um, you know, growing up in Lansdale the two of you together. I think it was Lansdale Catholic. You went
0: to Yes. I love Jackie. When I was in grade school, like Jackie was my little grade school crush. So yeah, she's the best
1: man. And I've known her for a long time and she's the best. And she, she connected us. And, and actually, I mean, known to us before we connected, we were actually already following each other on Twitter because of our love for, Sir Charles Barkley, Ugh. which uh, you had a dog named Sir Charles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Is that I have, uh,
0: uh, man, these are all like bombs that I'm dropping. Yeah, I have a dog <laughs> Sir Charles who I bought for my ex who has the dog now. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. Charles yes. got uh, traded
2: to we, Phoenix? We, Son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Sir Charles. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm be his daddy forever, but uh, yeah. he, he's in great hands. So shout out to Sir Charles for
2: sure. Oh, oh, man. Yeah,
1: man. The ground mound and rebound. So what made you such... And I've told this story on the podcast of how I met Charles... The first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also managed to meet Armand Gilliam yes. in certain parts of his anatomy at the same time. Yeah. Oh! He, um, he saw, <laughs> there's he, a reason they went call to him the hammer. The, yeah. <laughs> he went to the locker room and yeah, I met Charles in the locker room and it why was they awesome. call him the hammer, but,
0: uh, when, uh, you know, the hammer is eye level. If you stand next to him,
1: but so how did you, what was, how did you get your love for Charles? Obviously growing up in Philly, he was a super duper star, but yeah.
0: Um, I was a chubby kid man, and uh, he's the chubby kid hero husky kids for life that's, that's right. it <laughs> also he i'm I'm a nice guy, and he's brave enough to say shit and I appreciate that when someone uh doesn't to Uh, not speak how he feels, you know? Um, So just that, I mean, obviously he was like the superstar Sixers player and I grew up in Philly, but his story about being basically told he wasn't going to be able to play the game and that he was just too fat and the round amount of rebound. And, you know, I could, I, I resonated with me, I guess uh, when I was younger, even though I probably didn't know that word, but um, you know, just for being a chubby kid and, and that, that spoke to me because he was able to exceed that, man. I was like, I didn't want to play shirts and skins yeah. when I was little. Yeah. I didn't want to take off my shirt in the pool when yeah. I was younger. That was me. You know what I'm like totally. So Barkley was that guy. And the fact that he would like say whatever the fuck he wanted and express himself and spit at people, or whatever. Like, I mean, oh, I yeah. know, that's not nice, but you know, like I that commercial, I'm not
2: a role model. That's remember right. That commercial back that's, in the day. That's so. right. And I can, I can commiserate in a different way. I'm extremely short. So like <laughs> I look at like, you know, I am not maybe Mugsy Bogues, but like we talk about Kevin Johnson, I'm a Sixers fan. So like, you know, I love the Sixers and um, you know, and um, but I, but I used to like KJ cause he was a shorter guy and that who did he dunk over in the playoffs? Was that, um, is that Akim Olajuwon? He that was on? Starks. Oh, it, was
1: on. it was Starks that dumped over Olajuwon in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah,
2: KJ dumped on dunked somebody.
1: somebody. Yeah.
0: And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's what KJ, I appreciate is he's so, well, like the thing that I remember about Kevin Johnson when I was younger is that he was just so well spoken, right? He was like, yeah. When he answered questions, he like spoke so clearly. Uh, and so I always remember that
2: of Kevin Johnson being like, wow, he's like, yeah, he ended up actually being like the mayor of Sacramento and then he got arrested for fraud or something of that nature <laughs> and got ousted. So, yeah, he I saw him like on some like weird underage shit. Was yeah, that? he had yeah, some, man. some, right.
1: Chris doesn't wear his
0: jersey anymore. Let's No,
2: no, no, say. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. We're going to get canceled by just wearing a jersey. That's great.
1: Yeah. Barkley was great, but I wanted to talk about something else that people don't, that might not know about you, that I knew about you. And was another reason that we connected because it was my favorite. Action figure growing up You're a huge Donatello fan oh, From yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles And yeah. I loved Donatello Nobody else liked Donatello Because he thought his weapon was like the way Oh the, the he's got a calf? stick Yeah, and He's, Yo, the big, he's a big nerd I was like it I love Donatello
0: What was crazy is that Wiz's favorite character Was Donatello Oh no um, kidding yeah, and he actually has Donatello, I believe, tatted on him, or he had a Donatello chain. I think he has Donatello tatted on him. So I like to look at that as like, I always, for some reason, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but I never, I didn't like Jordan. I like Barkley. You know, I didn't like Hulk Hogan. I liked Ultimate Warrior. I yeah. didn't like Michelangelo. Everyone loved Michelangelo because he's a fucking party dude. <laughs> yeah, kind of fellow, man. Yeah, like, the you. Art, and he got the staff. I, 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 fuck
2: with the staff. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh Hell man, yeah. let's break it out. Let's let's see a demonstration. He like, oh. said, <laughs> Armin Gilliam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's a different I, kind of staff. Yeah. So I tell you what. You, so, so Kevin, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how he sees it. He has encountered more than one giant black hog. It's a, it's a famous a, giant black. Hog, yeah. I fact.
1: mean, it's, it's because I was lucky enough to know people who knew people. And I got to meet a lot of cool athletes. My dad was, a, my dad was a teacher at Wildwood high school. He right. Was Fran, he was Frankie Vogel's high school history teacher. So I got right. to meet a, a lot of a- athletes through him. Right. You know, and, and it just so happened you go in the locker room and when you're 12 and I mean you're this is where you yeah, are exactly <laughs> you know it's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Yes. Staring it the eye of the Cyclops.
2: Th- there it is. It happened Massive. more than
1: once. Yeah. I, I got to I got to go in the pit locker room and we'll talk about your oh, yeah. University of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh roots too. Yeah. But uh,
0: I got. To yeah. Go I don't. The- I didn't have many run-ins with uh what we were speaking about. So you know. <laughs> yeah. No, Kevin's <laughs> the, Kevin's the <laughs> resident expert. He's got <laughs> it under control. He's got
2: the. Yeah, but
1: I got to meet Ironhead Head Hayward when he played for Pitt. And again, and, uh, Ed Hayward. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it all comes comes right back around. Man. Chris,
2: Chris loves to bring this up. So. I do. Yes, <laughs> you gravitate. You gravitate. It's magnetic. You just go into places, and bam, there they are. So we'll we'll jump right into that. So yes, you sir. move. So you go from
1: Philly, grow up in Philly area. You go to Pitt. Go to college Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where you picked up DJing, is that correct? Mm -hmm.
0: Perfect, yeah So,
1: do you remember what your first record was? Like, the first album that you bought with your own money Whether it was when you were younger or older Do you remember your first record was? You
0: bought (laughs) with your own money Like, my dad had um, Brought, brought, Christmas of 98 Had brought me uh, This, it was called DJ in a Box DJ Uh, in a Box? Yeah, and it was like the shittiest turntables you could get (laughs) Uh, In, um um, you could bring your computer out though. Yeah, uh, it was the shittiest turntables you could get, and so I remember getting it that night. And the only I didn't I didn't know he was going to buy me turntables, so I um I had my mom had records or my family had records, so like you know I just took some of those out. Michael Jackson, like everyone had Thriller, right? Uh, yeah, thriller yeah and- yes some other things. And then the next day, I believe I went to this, this record store called sounds of Norristown. And, uh, I have bought, uh, you know, I remember buying Lauren Hill and Buster rhymes record. And I mean, these records cost money. So like I didn't buy too many of them. I was in college. Right. Uh, so I remember Buster rhymes very clearly and a Lauren Hill lost ones and Buster rhymes dangerous. I believe were like my really first two. Oh my God, I got turntables and here we are. Um, so and I still have those records in That's my awesome. crib, which is amazing,
2: man. I, I, like when you hear someone's like cool first albums, like, you know, Lauren Hill and Buster Rhymes, I'm like, I got a tape of Genesis when I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like shit. I bought tapes and, like, when I was in like grade school, like, yeah. you know, rest of development vanilla ice and all that shit but that was <laughs> yeah pre-dj um but uh yeah sir i love i love genesis
1: yes, uh, so yes. there you go my yes. uh my first album was fat boys oh the one uh, where they're yeah, on dude. the pizza <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah because i was the fat kid man i wanted to be human meat beatbox more than anything in the world when i was 12 years old that's what I'll, that's all i wanted to grow
0: up to be do you remember um, Disorderlys? Of hell course, yeah, dude! Oh, great
2: movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude! I'm <laughs> gonna go back and watch that again. Disorderlys—it's so—it's
1: so terrible and amazing at yeah, the same fantastic. time. It's fantastic. It's so, so you're in Pittsburgh now,
0: and oh, um, were you oh, DJ no, Were you DJing no, parties? Like or were you Yeah, so like basically I get this turntables and then I bring them back after because I, I got them at Christmas, so I was home for Christmas break. And then I uh I guess someone drove me back to Pittsburgh and threw them in my dorm room. And then I was the kid on the sixth floor of Tower B who had turntables. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a lot of record stores in Pittsburgh at the time. So I just started buying records, buying records, and um, you know. It, that's kind of where it all started In the dorm room Me and the hip hop homies Freestyling And we thought we were Little hip hop kids and shit But uh... <laughs> I mean,
2: that's where it started. You know what I mean? So did you got like, did, did, I guess that, you know, getting there and being in, in college and, you know, like you said, being in the dorm, then that kind of translated into going to parties and being the DJ at parties and then yeah. popping off potentially at clubs. Yeah, well, um, we'll fast
0: forward uh, quickly in that. Like, so I was DJing and then I had uh, actually, me and my friends started a fraternity. And so that was kind of like my first sort of like, I was DJing all these frat parties. Uh, and we were like the, we were definitely the like, van wilder of frats you know oh, what I'm hell yeah um and uh you know i got the attention of the Pitt program council shout out to my man tom and they booked me for like a spooky halloween thing and then i applied to dj at the college radio station and, and while i was a freshman they denied me oh uh, and then but a year later i and i was the program director you know so mm-hmm. that was that's my little michael jordan like uh you know he didn't make his high school team that, that's kind of <laughs> my, my story of, i remember them calling me and be like uh we don't think you're qualified to work at the radio
2: station and then a year later i'm running shit yeah look like and what year was this uh 99 uh, look I, and i was a i i too uh, was a dj in college i was um you know i i spun records i, I did that and it's not like how complicated it is. I mean, what do they think that you're going to be able to figure it out? It's not that hard. You use a profit system. I can type in and figure out, you know, how, I mean, it's, it, it's not, I mean, it's difficult getting, it's not my downplaying the fact that getting on the mic and, and actually talking to people and then filling up some space, even just between, um, you know, your, your interstitials between your playing your music, you know, or, or, or transitioning into a commercial or something like that, or a read isn't hard, but it's, I mean it's, it's not that like I, I'm surprised That they, they were they denied you um, but that's yeah, Great I that you, mean, you He know. said well now the program director You're fired for not letting me do it In, right. the, in the first place yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, he actually Is a friend of mine which is funny Because it's kind of a story I don't live down With him he's a DJ that's pretty popular as well mm-hmm. He DJs for the uh, pit basketball Team and he does the In-game music for the Steelers and stuff so Oh wow I, I usually give him a hard time about um, Him you know uh, Not hiring me but That's cool man that's all a part of, <laughs> like, what would we be talking about right now if, if that didn't Happen you know right. Armin exactly Gilliam's Junk that's <laughs> well I mean it is it's, it, There's a lot
2: to, to unpack there apparently yes. oh my God,
0: <laughs> so, Armin Gilliam Hasn't got this much press in years. <laughs> You know, him,
2: you know? He's, a, he's our he's our next he's next week Yeah
0: exactly you know, I met Armin Gilliam At the mall king of Prussia mall Way way back in the oh, day no, kidding. no shit uh, I, Oh no, no 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 I'm sorry I met Johnny Dawkins but my dad oh, Dawkins. My dad met Armin Gilliam In a parking lot of a mall and uh, took a picture with him. And, you know, yeah. meeting famous people then was like, I thought my dad was the coolest. Just Yeah. Meeting our
1: yeah. I mean, that was my dad, too. And that's how I met all those guys. It's like, I still have Johnny Dawkins' autograph, Hersey Hawkins, yeah. um, Barkley's autograph, uh, mm-hmm. Stacey King. Like, I met a whole bunch of the Chicago Bulls. I have Jordan's autograph and stuff like that. It's just, it's cool. And I like Jordan. You know, get out my... of that, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, I, Go. So I'm, we, I've, we have similar paths and my family's from Western PA, but I went from Philly to Western PA and back. And, um, I, you know, still have connections to both. My parents live in Pittsburgh. I live in collegeville. So, yeah, if you, you know, a-
0: what's that? I said, you guys are down the street. Yeah. I told yeah, you,
1: man, I, if no. I knew that you were in Lansdale, you're going <laughs> to yeah, be sitting here next man, to us. Seriously. Yeah. But that's next right. time for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so, You, you go to Pittsburgh, you're a Philly guy, you go to Pittsburgh, who like, are you bringing your Philly sports affiliation with you? I was going to ask the same
0: question. Or are you, or did you become, Uh, you guys are putting me on the spot here. (laughs) I'm not going to Minnesota. Because I'm a a a huge Steelers
1: fan. fan, I'm a huge Penguins fan, but I like the Phillies and I like the Sixers. So I'm like kind of half and half. Yeah.
0: Good thing is that it's NFC, AFC, right? Right. That's that's fair. You, you can have you both. And so, and I lived so many disappointing years as an Eagles fan, right? Like we can say that, right? Yeah. So, but when you get paychecks from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and <laughs> I, you know, I got to DJ Big Ben, Big Ben's parties, and I was D- Heinz Wars DJ, and I was. Wow. DJ for all like you know, because I was on the radio and I had these, I started building these relationships. Um, it was hard not to be a fan, yeah. And and honestly, Steelers organization is like amazing. Like, uh, I have personal relationships with uh, some of the Roonies, you know. Oh, wow. When I was living in Pittsburgh heavy, I was DJing the fashion show and, um, amazing, 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 um. Organization, yo I I was DJing their fashion show Which was like I think one of the biggest NFL fundraisers For a team Uh, They were like That was like one of the biggest Things that they had So they really like looked out for me. And, you know, I did have some relationships with Ben. Like I DJed big Ben's house twice, actually. Wow. And yo, uh, Kevin
2: just, you you said, Kevin, you said you, the Rooney's, big Ben, <laughs> Heinz word, he already finished. You don't need <laughs> yeah. to keep going. <laughs> right. I, like, need, a na- I oh. need a sandwich and a nap. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: got to experience some of like, you know, big Ben before he got into trouble. And, uh, um, and he was a good guy, man. I remember when the Steelers went to the super bowl that first year he was in, um, I just, all I did, you know, all these people have to run through press and I just texted big Ben and I said, yo, can you, can you call the station? And he called, Hey Bonix, what's up? I'm like, Holy shit. Uh, and when I think about it at the time, I'm like, dude, that's great. Relationships were great. And I ended up going to one of the super bowls through the Steelers. They were able to give me a ticket that I bought and uh, I got to watch them win in Tampa. Um, and uh that was an experience. And that's I, I and still to this day, I don't know if moving forward, Jerome, if you're watching, uh I still get flown out to Pittsburgh to DJ Jerome Bettis's uh oh, the Barry, bus. Which is really was which that's was really so cool, man. Experience. Yeah totally.
1: like I literally in my office at home I have a yeah. autographed Game Worn Heinz Ward jersey that my mom won for me in a charity auction and gave to me for my thirtieth uh, birthday, and I still have it hanging in my office.
0: in a place of honor. Can I tell you a story about a jersey? Absolutely, surely, absolutely. So I collect Barkley stuff and uh, finding a real 76ers Barkley jersey is damn near impossible.
2: Yeah. Sure. Right? Which yeah. Yeah. Probably, don't, yeah. Absolutely to agree. Find it. yeah. Uh,
0: and so I was on a hunt for one and any one that you would saw see would be like pretty fucking expensive. Yeah. So I'm guessing at the time I felt Comfortable to spend this money, and so I found one on eBay, and I emailed the dude on eBay, and I was like, I messaged him in the eBay app, and I was like, "Yo, listen, I'm I'm going to spend a lot of money on this. I would rather pick this up in person. I tour, and I I didn't say I tour with wizard or anything. I said I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. So wherever this jersey is, maybe I'll happen to be there and fly out, and uh, whatever." And this guy writes me back. He's like I live in Jersey and I'm happened to be going to Jersey that weekend. No way. I'm like holy, well Philly is so Jersey. Yeah it's, yeah, it's right there. And so um I was like, yo, I want to meet you and just make sure this jersey is legit cuz I've got burned on eBay before. Mm-hmm. Right. And um I met this guy at a mall. I don't I think I met him in Cherry Hill Mall or Deptford Mall or some one of those things mm-hmm. in a parking lot and uh I brought cash with me and he brings the jersey and i'm like well where is how do i know this is real where is he's like i used to he said either him or his wife i think he said his wife or him he's like my wife used to work for mitchell and ness back in you know 85 oh wow and the owner of the time gifted her with that shit because we all i ended up speaking to barkley about this very briefly that's another story um is that barkley i guess had a he had a disagreement with the guys at Mitchell and Ness. And that's why you rarely see any Barkley anything at all. Like Barkley doesn't right. even like to sell his likeness or, or anything like that. So I got the Jersey. It's pretty big on me. I've been considering, um, well, I got the jersey and I was like almost cried about it because I'm just...
2: You're like, yes. <laughs> By the way, up until the point you say you got the jersey, that was the start of five horror movies that I've seen in the last six months oh, yeah, yeah. and one care. unsolved mysteries. Like as I, when DJ Bonnox disappeared in a Cherry Hill <laughs> mall Yo, parking lot. If, if I was going <laughs> to die, if I was going to die, he was going to be trying to get an authentic Charles Barkley. Fair enough. Fair enough. You
0: went out. Yeah, you can take the so, risk. Shout out to the dude. He was an awesome dude. He actually had like a another poster that he brought and I bought that too. And, um, I have like one day I want to do some show and tell Barkley with you guys. I have absolutely a lot. Be
1: Dude, a would love that. absolutely do that. Yeah. So you talked about being on the radio in Pittsburgh. So that was at kiss FM when you were working, you were working with uh, Mikey and big Bob at the time. Yep. yep. And, uh, so was that when you met Wiz or did you meet him before that?
0: So I met Wiz through Eric Dan, who is the guy who runs ID Laps who was like uh, Wiz's major producer and basically discovered Wiz and um, also produced uh, and recorded a lot of Mac Miller stuff. Right. Oh, wow. So I met, dude, I remember the clear, I say this all the time as people ask me and it was Eric, we're just having a conversation. He's like, yeah, these kids, they come in after school and they record. And there's one guy, Cam, who's pretty good. And like, I won't ever forget him telling me that, uh, in that way. And so quickly, because he was good, he, we were able to like, kind of have a team. I, I don't want to even say we, a team was for, like, uh, this guy came in and kind of financed it mm-hmm. and, uh, and basically started that whole thing. And so I wasn't actually, I knew of Wiz and I helped Dude, I, I booked, I think, I like to think I actually booked Wiz on like one of his very, very first shows ever before his name was even Wiz Khalifa. And I helped book Wiz at Slippery Rock when he played and opened up for TI. I helped book Wiz uh, at Pitt for the very first show that Wiz did at Pit main show. I booked Wiz on my own, like in, at a Pit show. Like they used to have me throw like hip hop concerts or whatever, uh, at showcases. And, uh, so But, and so, but I wasn't, they never really asked me to be his DJ because, you know, he was still figuring it out. He had a few DJs and I was like on the radio in Pittsburgh. But in 2010, I remember feeling really kind of shitty about the music and uh, there was a new boss and we didn't really get along too well, but you know, we're friends now. Um, And uh, I just like felt like I was at a time was like, it was Pitbull, Derulo, Britney ruling the radio. And deep down inside, I knew, man, I had said back in 1998, like, I'm going to travel the world through this shit. I said it like, you know, and I wasn't, I just started and I said it. And 2010 will, who was Wiz's assistant at the time, who's now his manager. He basically, they asked me to do Hey, Wiz needs a DJ for a new Year's show in 2010. I remember doing that. Wiz was like, that was like the best DJing I've had. I was like, cool. That's awesome. And then six months later, they were like, yo, Wiz uh, just wrote this song, black and yellow. He signed to Atlantic. Nobody knows that yet. And we're going to, um, Tour in the in the fall a tour bus tour, and I remember them playing you know me them playing black and yellow for me even and being like oh his first single for a mate like this song's fucking rocks I'm I'm in I live in Pittsburgh awesome.
2: right yeah yeah you're like yes but to think
0: that like I didn't honestly I'll say this uh, I, I didn't know a song about Pittsburgh and the colors of the city were gonna take over worldwide right yeah um so that song blew the fuck blew up. up yeah it was insane. I quit my job. Uh, a- <laughs> it's like, I'm out of here. Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> and then, well, that was before Wiz even blew up, man. So people were like, you're doing what for Wiz? What? Who? And ironically, my first real gig as officially Wiz Khalifa's DJ was at a Soundset festival in Minnesota. Weird. okay and then you know later that fall we jumped on the tour bus all 16 of us and toured the country for the very first time over 30 dates sold out and imagine making a song black and yellow and then Steelers go to the super bowl
1: yeah bananas. i mean and that was like the anthem oh yeah like it was everywhere it, it was an unbelievable and you know, as a Steelers fan, I was like, obviously yes, like, you were a pump. I'm like, that was incredible to hear. And especially when you're like, cause you don't think too much about like Pittsburgh nationally. Like they don't, Pittsburgh doesn't get a lot of like, especially from a music standpoint before no. that, like
2: they didn't get a lot of yeah, love I mean, from, from, they really, from, I'm just trying to think who else like really kind of meet
1: big musicians coming big out Steve of the I mean, I mean, I mean, Yeah. I mean, i was away. Like, so that it was weird. like the, that was a big like in the early 90s they were the like the only big thing that I had ever heard like come out of Pittsburgh so like to have somebody be a national world like act off of a song out of Pittsburgh was crazy that
0: era me. was crazy Wiz Max Steelers Penguins like yep. it was like man and we were all a part of that every single person and there was no social media even really then so yeah. It kind of stinks that, um, you know, it really lives with people telling stories versus being able to search some tweets in a few years back, you know, yeah. no kidding. It's the magic of that. Yeah. yeah. So hey,
2: you no, know, I think that
1: makes the stories even more magical being able to sit and talk to somebody about it always.
2: Oh my, well, yeah. Cause you're going to get the, the full context of it. You get the emotion. you know, like you don't get that in, in a tweet, right. You know, you don't really understand and even in a series of tweets. You can't really get that. That's why, these kinds of interactions are awesome because then we get to, to really experience and kind of put ourselves in your skin a bit. And actually you know, I, I am a big fan of broadcasting. I've been a, a radio fan forever. I've been a DJ, like I said previously. And, um, you know, I do obviously we do this podcast, not because I don't like doing this. Um, but I, I'm just curious about your, your feelings around radio, because it's, it's definitely changed. Like the, the amount of accessibility to content, right. The, you can get it in like pretty much any way, any way, anywhere you want. There's so many distrib- distribution models. Like, how do you think that's going to impact radio? It, it just seems like it's going it's it's not it's not going it, to it's like on life support unless it evolves right
0: uh you know i'll speak on it just from what i know and this doesn't mean it's all across the board because there are some stations that have tried to take the risk and i just think radio is missing a big opportunity um to really localize it better i understand it's about the bottom dollar and Damn. so yeah you know what if you put one guy in 55 cities you're going to save money but I, I've been trying to tweet this, but I don't want to like make it seem like I'm attacking iHeartRadio or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Is why the fuck in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, there are so many colorful, colorful, colorful characters from this city. Absolutely. And there's a guy on Power 99. That is voice track from Florida. Yes, T- ridiculous. P. Roy, and I respect the guy because guess what? He's got a radio, full time radio job, and I don't. And he sounds great. Don't get me wrong, but there's too many people in Philadelphia. So many great people that why why are we we need a live, colorful personality live in the afternoons, not a guy that doesn't live in the city. And that's and so I just think that radio. It's, it's a mix of things guys. Um, I'm mean, sorry.
2: I'm going of these long form answers. No, no, no. These are great. This is exactly what I was uh, hoping you, cause like you understand it. You've, you've lived it in so many different ways.
0: You also have people who like fill these DJ roles who mean nothing to the city. Right. So basically, they're just people that are like can do the role. They look cute and they can say the song and whatever in six seconds and introduce the next Justin Bieber song or whatever. But if we're in a town and you're on the radio and music, why aren't the local artists? Why don't they know who you are? Why don't you have a relationship with them? And that's the part that they're completely missing is that it's a culture piece. And this doesn't go across the board. This is just my example of it. Like, sure. I made sure that in like how I knew that made sense was I, I got on the radio after I was involved in the Pittsburgh music scene and I continue to do through it. And so people knew who I was and oh, no, he supports the music scene. But you have these cats who are hired that are basically like vanilla type cats that are just like, "Uh, hey, you know, we're funny and I'll make some TikToks. But guess what? Nobody in the fucking city fucking fucks with you or knows who you are. I do respect some of the urban personalities around the country because these people do mean stuff to their city. You know, they do. They give back. They DJ parties like there's a lot of uh, like. Uh, personalities that really give back. But it's just funny to me how, man, when I was on a station in Minneapolis, they put us on billboards because they recognize that if you put my name up there next to Bruno Mars or Drake's, that's, you're going to create stars yeah. in your city. You they buzz yeah. around you yeah. because
2: now you're interacting with all these like really, yeah. really important people. And then, so by proxy, they're like, well, they wouldn't put them on a board billboard with Bruno Mars. If he wasn't a big shit, like they would, they would, you would care about that. And we actually, uh, there's, there's a lot of, um, so you think about, there's a couple of people that come to mind, Preston and Steve. Like, and when it's funny that you mentioned fucking with the local artists, because we were actually on Preston and Steve, we kind of got in there through, uh, um, through a contest, of one
1: of our buddies when we were we were we were in a band for 17 years local philly band um you know we got decently big in the city and and in new york city and stuff like
0: that so we got you guys were in the roots right no we We actually did did. did hang out with the roots (laughs) so What, uh, what was
2: the name of your band though desiderata oh okay He's like, yeah. I don't know. He's he's not yeah, remember. Yeah, that. exactly. He's gonna play it back like D E. No, no one knows how to spell it, which is <laughs> why we didn't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> is,
0: your, is your music on any streaming? Yeah, yep, Absolutely. Yep. We're on
1: iTunes and stuff. We'll send it to you. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can spit it all you want, man. Please. We would love to. Oh man. Let me just well, finish this the, the question. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Radio just needs to like, they gotta find this balance. I understand they want to make money. I understand that. But like, you know, um the cat The rich are staying rich They don't want to yeah. try to like Put opportunities for young cats I was told by A radio company That I was old And not preferred They like my social What? And um, I'm just like, okay, you could hire someone young and like whatever, but I just know how to connect with people. And that's the one I feel like that radio missed out on is personalities that sound like the city or, or if they're not from the city are willing to really not just show up and
2: do the shift and leave. Understand it. Understand the city.
0: I, uh, I had a great opportunity last year to be on the radio in Minneapolis during George Floyd. Oh, Wow. Uh, when that all went down and to be able to air those voices on the radio, local Minnesota, Minneapolis people to be able to do that. The voice track guy from this city, another city. I mean, they're not going to be able to connect with the city in that way. And so they're missing an opportunity, but I get it.
1: Yeah. What brought you to Minnesota? Like, Like Pennsylvania winters aren't fucking cold enough for you. You gotta gotta,
0: gotta, go to Minneapolis. Mall of
2: America versus
0: King of Prussia Mall. Go (laughs) right. uh,
2: Let me tell you this. I'll I'll
0: give it to you. Mall of America has a lot more fun things to do. Uh, but doesn't have the high end stores. There's no. Wait, right, Gucci- it's got like a roller coaster, like a Lego yeah. thing. I've been in there yeah, before. Coaster, was- Lego stores, but there's no Gucci or Versace, none of that shit. And that's what. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, that's King of for. Prussia's mm-hmm. royal. We are class. That's Just right. Take
2: your roller coasters and get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> I moved to Portland, Oregon shortly after I lived in LA for a little bit to do a radio gig. And that bomb, he, I, I, like, I couldn't get along with some of the cats. Well, well, that's another story <laughs> yeah, I stayed in Minneapolis for about four months and then I reached out to this guy Peter Parker who was on the radio Peter out there Parker. Spider-Man yes yep. <laughs> Mr. Peter Parker and he and I was like look man I'm, I'm basically rolling in pulling into this parking lot in in Portland and I'm like crying in my car before I go on the air show I'm like, oh, I'll be like here's a Drake song and I'll be like yeah. <laughs> um and um he I was like yo you have any opportunities? And he was like, yo, we got this awesome station. It's independent. We're looking for middays. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And so they flew me out. They interviewed me and Sam Gagliardi. I love you. If you're watching this, uh, he believed in me and Joe Polad, uh, as well. And they uh, brought me on and it was amazing because I got to do me on there. We got to support local artists on there. Awesome. And, um, so it wasn't about to say, I'll tell you this. I didn't think, uh, I didn't think anything of Minnesota. All I knew this Prince was from there. And that's, that's all I had to know when I moved there was that there was an opportunity for me. I didn't think shit of the city, to be honest with you. I didn't think of it at all. I didn't hate it or love it. Or I was just like, it's Minneapolis. And I thought, uh, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was going to be, I don't even want to mention other cities and people be mad at me. Uh, (laughs) Um, and I absolutely love that city. It is an incredible, the people are incredible.
2: But the, the weather, town, man. Oh goddamn, it's so fucking cold there. I remember I went to Minnesota for work and I was in, staying in a hotel that was across the street from all America. I can't remember what It was like a Hilton or some shit. And I, I was g- going like coming uh, from the gym that's in the hotel and getting in, into the, the elevator. And this dude rolls in and he looked like a like a fucking ice cube. And I'm like. I'm like, man, I'm like, how? so how cold is it out there? Making stupid elevator small talk because I'm an asshole. And he goes, he's like... And it's, Minnesota people are the nicest people ever. He's like, well, with the wind chill, it's negative 27 degrees. I was like, fuck! Negative 27?
0: Right. Jesus well, here, here Christ. You, here's the question, though. If it's zero or negative 27, are you hanging out outside, anyway? Hell no. Yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> to me, that's the question I ask people. Like, it's cold. I'd be like, well, are you hanging outside when it's 10 degrees here? So we're both inside uh but yeah. the real answer, <laughs> the answer honestly that's uh, good but the, the real answer to that uh the other answer to that is that there's no bad weather there's bad dressing fair, uh, fair. and the third part of that is Cryogenics, man. I feel like I you know, <laughs> you're freezing yourself so you can once uh, so so I'll get younger slower or I'll get older slower, right? Uh, so you know we freeze over there, so maybe I, I look a little younger for my age.
2: Yeah, you, you're trying to pull the demolition man like LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so
1: I wanted to talk to you kind of about like your charity and health and wellness uh, yes, and how you yes. promote that stuff. So. You had a heart attack at 30 it's terrifying. Um, and, you know, you talked earlier about being like a chubby kid growing up. I was too. Um, you know, I lost a lot of weight coming out of, out of like probably like my early to mid twenties. Um, and cause I was pushing like 230, 240 at one point, like senior year of high school going into college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Seeing, like, you go through that and then create a foundation to kind of raise awareness, like,
0: it's really cool. And I
1: wanted to, like, kind of talk to you a little bit about that.
0: That That actual original foundation idea ended up not going all the way through because, God bless her, uh, the lady who helped me kind was going to help me formulate it. uh, She ended up getting cancer. Oh, good Lord. That's terrible. So I actually you know, it was the thought at the time, but what really the funny is that I called it foundation because I I understand how important that work is to me now. And so I like to look at patterns in our lives. Like you did radio before, right? And now you're doing podcasts. I like to look at those things as kind of like, those are signals of like what we can't, first of all, if you did it in your past, that means you can do it in your future. And so you know, I never actually, that was the idea, was to run, to do this. And, you know, the idea is to basically help make awareness of it. And so that did happen. Like, I didn't raise, at the time, I didn't necessarily raise money for whatever. Uh, but more so, people started reaching out to me uh, around the country, this website, DJ City, which is like a pretty big DJ uh company right now um you know they had interviewed me about it so then people started noticing around the country like i was like a news story because like i'm not saying i was the first dj to have a heart attack but in the internet era like it's yeah kind of, you know, it picked up a little bit and so um and i was was his dj too so that kind of gave it a, a couple of uh, some wings and and people like you know wanted to focus on that and so yeah so that that's still the idea i still have the sign for it and everything but uh really the my work now, that's the foundation. Um, right, right. To just keep giving back in different ways that I can. And just on, I, I articulated this the other day and I never said it like this is, it's the real good thing. And if you live a good life, I would say, but it's sure. really cool that people, they're inspired on how you live your life. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really cool thing. You have heroes, we have heroes. Charles Barkley is my hero. Hell Yeah how he lived his life resonated with me. And so, you know, I did a 10,000 hoodies thing. I don't know if you saw, yep, that. I saw yeah, that. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Really yep. Cool. And then I'm doing, uh, I work with this bridge for youth, uh, <laughs> homeless, uh, kind of, uh, center in Minneapolis that, ha- that focus on like homeless kids. Like, yo, can you imagine there's kids that the only meal that they get a day is, uh, just at school. crazy. That's, that's crazy only that's it. getting a day. And that shit really hit me. And, and now I'm, my, I'm working on this thing called Down for the Challenge with the Salvation Army Where mm-hmm. I get to, I had to raise a thousand bucks And then I get to Repel off the Mall of America So take that, King of Prussia Yeah, <laughs> oh 14 stories and uh, 14
2: stories? Oh yeah. man I, I was just telling you we just have it. We just had we had a we had a podcast uh, just the last one. We just we just released it yesterday where we have a draft like almost like our, our podcast. We're not interviewing people. We've got really relatively a structured segment type show. And one of them is a draft. We draft something. And, and Kevin had the idea of drafting. The most badass ways to go out in in movie history, like like the best movie deaths of all time, okay. and you know, so I was just when he said fourteen stories down, I'm like, I wouldn't want to go out like that. But that'd be- yeah, we don't we don't want you to have a Hans Gruber moment <laughs> where you're like, you know, back what's on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why is it that uh, two of my predicted deaths are happening in at the mall? You know, what I, I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's not good.
2: Controls- and rappelling, yeah, yes, yeah. Well, something about them all. Again, yeah, you better wait mention wait patterns. You better stay the fuck. <laughs> you better have extra harnesses and shit and a parachute. I, I kind of just
0: said yes. I was like, yeah, you know, the Salvation Army said, would you be a part of this? I'm like, yes. And then someone actually sat me down, and was like, if you thought about what you're going to do, and I was, and I, then I thought about it, and I was like, holy shit! But you know like, what?
2: Hey, guess good news. You have to free climb the the Burj Tower. <laughs> I'm like what? I didn't agree <laughs> to that. <laughs> new experiences. Uh, uh, that's yeah, the right. Thing that uh, that re- really.
0: It motivates me right now as, as I realize that uh, I, I want to experience new experiences. And, that's definitely uh, new. And so that's why I chose to do that. So I'm going to just put this out on you guys for your audience. Oh, um, I'm it. expecting you guys to help donate. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, absolutely. I'll put. Help me raise money. My team has raised close to 10 grand already. I, shout out to my Go Bonics team. And me personally, I think I've raised over almost $5,000, which uh, is cool. The money's going to shelters around Minneapolis that the Salvation Army runs. And obviously, right now, people can't pay their mortgage or uh, their rent or they're getting kicked out. And so families are getting displaced. So,
2: uh, you know, it's for a good cause. I'm going to go Absolutely. shake down. We'll, go We will yeah, promote the hell out of this. I'm going to sure. go shake down the king of Prussia for some gold bullion. <laughs> Bring me the gold. I know. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll promote it and, and uh, put a little Chiron on the bottom there to get people to.
1: So we, uh, we had a kid who's coming up in the Philly scene uh, in, in the hip hop world. Seems closed cash. He, you know, he was in featured in Philadelphia weekly, um, smart young kid. We featured him on an album when he was one of our albums, when he was still in high school, Yes, we talked to him a little bit about the state of hip hop and a, a little bit about, you know, Philadelphia in general, just like the Philly hip hop scene and stuff like that. And he had some interesting takes on, it. and I was just kind of curious what your thoughts are on like the current state of hip hop versus how it was when you were like first entering, you know, Russia. in the, in the.
0: Early to late two thousands. I think we have to remember that in the early and late two thousands, it was like, or in you know, I will just talk about in the nineties first. Is that you, because you liked hip hop, you were labeled a certain you know yeah you know in my teenage years, I was in the here in the suburbs, and you know if white people liked rap, they were wiggers, right? Right. Um, I don't know if that's a term. I no, that's
2: no, that's that's, that's that's still out there. Accurate for sure. Wait, let me check the let me check the, the cancellation list. Is that on there? Nope, right. we're
0: good. <laughs> um, and so, if you liked hip hop, then you were labeled a certain way because obviously, and it wasn't just isolated here; it was like everywhere because hip hop had a bad stigma or the whatever. But we have to remember that today it's completely mainstream, um, and I think young kids aren't looking into it as "ooh, that's some like new music." That's from the city, it's just hip hop, you know? No, no, there's no, no, not at all. It's a lot different. And obviously I know that there's old guys out there and not even old people. the, The perspective of like, you know, rap, it sucks. And it's missing this. Of course it is, you know, but some people like Italian food, some people like Chinese food. Sure. And, um, if we spend all day talking about how Chinese food sucks, then we're not focusing on how great Italian food is, you know? Right. Uh, so It's it's a mix. I don't love a lot of the stuff that I have to quote unquote play, um, but I'm sure that uh, a lot of bartenders don't love Miller Lite and they're serving it too. Right. Yeah. I'm just gonna make people happy. Uh, We'll disagree with that, but yo, the state of hip hop. It's amazing that anyone can do it. It's amazing that people can just like record shit and make beats, and you have kids doing it. So it's lucrative for people, and I think it's beautiful. I just think that. we should remind people of that. It's a culture. And what does that mean? Is that for me, it means when we talk about culture, you can go back and, 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 and like look through history books of like international culture, Billy culture, Spanish culture, whatever. And so I like to look at it as like, how are, what contributions to the bigger picture does this give? So there's fast food hip hop. And then there's people like Kendrick Lamar and shit that are offering these lifelong standing sort of th- these albums and what he's trying to do last forever. So it's a big mix. You know, I definitely am about the culture and like, I would like to see more positivity and rap and push. But like, uh, you know, I can't I don't want to be the old guy that's like My best Rap shit, the only, the best thing I can do Is help share the shit that I
2: like And hopefully other people resonate with it uh, do, you, do you think that the, also, because you Mentioned it, like there's a difference, there's a major Difference, like you talk about someone like a Kendrick Lamar, we talked about it with with Alabet Too, like it's the the difference between like people that are just creating music for the sake of getting like mass production, like it's on a factory line. Like I'm just getting something out there. I don't really have a message. I don't really, the music's not all that great. It's just kind of rudimentary, but it's got, it's a little bit catchy, right? It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't have like, when I think about creating music and we've talked about this a bunch, it's, it is, you're like, it is a living thing to a degree. You're like, if you, if you really care about it and you and you want something that is coming out of you and like you're emoting into notes and and to, and to song structure and all that stuff, that's, that's the Kendrick Lamar side of it. Like you, they're, they're trying to do something They're They're true artists. And, um, you know, that's the thing is, that, and I guess, again, to your point, it's like, whatever flavor you like, you know, you could like, you could like stuff that doesn't really, that that, that could, I could just be not, don't care about it. It's kind of, you know, it does not have a message and then there's some stuff that really hits home and you know, you listen mean, to all the time.
0: There are times in my life where trust me, I, I you know, when the first down South and masterpiece stuff, like I was an East coast kid. So I just, it didn't resonate with me, you know? Right. Right. Um, and I don't love a lot of the, like some of the new stuff or it's not that I don't love it. It's just like, no. I, I'm right. I'm right now. Just I, me personally. Um, I kind of, I don't even, I listen to like a lot more podcasts and stuff more recently. And, and, uh, I just feel like that it's something for everyone. And I, and I used to be super, woke or really fierce about man why can't you know listen to these artists they should be doing this and they should be doing this and she's doing this so i could go down that road all day long sure but i I figure i'm trying to like stop those habits and and really just allow hey that's an audience for something else do i want something better well i'll look for it and make sure i share it or have it for me but i don't like to dwell anymore on um
2: shitting on things that that make other people happy. Yeah. It's right. the freedom of choice. There's, that's, we talked about all that content being out there, you know, but we uh, something for everybody. So we, I, I came up,
1: you know, in the, in the, we were, we graduated in 94. So, you know, when, Damn. we were, yeah, I know we're all <laughs> the fuck. So we're, so we're coming up in, in the world of like, you know, tribe called quest, BC boys, um, Wu-Tang clan, uh, you know, and, and I remember like you were like, there were the people that liked it, people that didn't. And, but that wasn't, it was no play for it. They weren't on, they weren't putting it on. You know, they weren't on, you know, the, uh, all, all the, all the big hype shows. It was all rock and roll and pop. You know, hip hop was not, Getting that it was starting to, yes. but now I think that I think it's kind of beautiful in a way that now what used to be taboo is now one of the biggest, if not the biggest musical genres out there as as far as like you said, as far as like mainstream playability, getting the most focus, you know, being headlining the Grammys and stuff like that, where that
2: wasn't like that back when we were were growing growing up up at all. And in fairness, 94 is when we graduated high school, not college, not that old (laughs) high school.
1: (laughs) I, think I said high school. What's that? I think I said high school. I don't know. You said graduated, but clarifying. I mean, you know, I remember listening to Black Sheep. Hell yeah! And like, you know, that was like, you were you were sharing tapes with people back then. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't hear that shit on the radio.
0: (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, uh,
1: I think it's cool that that you that whether you like the music or not currently, the state of hip hop, I I think it's cool that it's actually super mainstream and it pisses off a lot of people that it is, too.
2: Yeah.
0: What's cool, too, is like when you meet kids, uh, younger kids who are like, man, I love 90s hip hop. You know, I love 90s R&B and it's just like cool and refreshing. I mean, something for everyone. Um, sometimes I like to describe it as like sushi and McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love sushi. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like a good old fucking hash brown, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's fast food hip-hop, and then there's uh, some gourmet hip-hop, and, you know, the better food for you, probably, intake, the better the mind a little bit. Uh, But also, at the same time, I grew up listening to... um, uh, I grew up listening to... Snoop and all this shit too, but I didn't want to kill somebody, you know. Right, right. Yeah. No. But I also wasn't like being fed drugs. Yeah, no, like whatever medication kids have now and ADD and all yep. so that stuff. So, like, yeah. man, weird times, you know. Well, we got to talk about
1: the right drugs because you can't mm-hmm. talk about Wiz Khalifa without talking about weed. Oh, and no. I know you're rocking the the Jardan, yeah, and, uh,
0: <laughs> beautiful head, yeah, yeah,
1: yes. Um, so, were you before you met Wiz? Were, were you were you big pothead? head? Um but did it kind uh, of mean, come with the territory?
0: I was smoking weed, so man, if my mom's watching this, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um I definitely smoked pot early. And uh when I mean not that early. I mean people I know people from New York that are like having sex at like 10 years old and shit. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Um I uh sm- started smoking pot probably when I was like fifteen. And I was like against like smoking cigarettes and all that shit, and then you know, here I come like smoking pot. But I like got really into like kind of some hippie shit too, a little bit. Like, um, my, some of my friends were like into the dead and doing, you know, and and I don't know, man. Pot was always something. It's it's really wild that pot has been this theme in my life, um, because man, I could be DJing for like I don't want to say I could, but imagine if I DJed for. Just like a one hit wonder or just, I don't
2: even want to mention any rappers cause people will cancel me. <laughs> like, whatever. I'll bleep it out.
0: Right, uh, and that would be it But like, imagine this guy has like a whole culture behind him Weed And and he's kind of the generation after my generation So it ties me in I'm not the old guy uh, necessarily As far as I'm not surrounding myself Around all the old guys I'm surrounding myself about this young dude Who really changed the game in a lot of ways uh, Wiz did change the game yeah. And I think that Um I think that I'm working with this Hardeen company in Vegas and I'll be working with them a little bit more mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah and I have an opportunity there to you know think about cannabis man 20 years ago people of color are, are getting
2: arrested and they're We so... talked about we just talked about this too like in the last podcast it's just despicable.
0: Yeah and people, then, for for weed for weed and then 20 years later they're like white folks that are making millions off this shit. Uh, And I think that Hardeen's a company that's very, it's a boutique sort of vibe. And I really like what they do over there because, uh, they're really trying to make it like a lifestyle, and not just like, a, "Hey, it's ganja and here it is." It's like, you know, no, it's a lifestyle. It's sexy. It can be sexy. It can be boutique. You know, it kind of reminds me of like a little bit of like a Supreme vibe of like just how it, the way that they present themselves. And so, shout out to the Adam and Semi and and the whole team at Hardeen over there. Uh, if you guys are ever in Vegas, let me know. And you know, fuck
2: yeah, yeah I'll make trips to Vegas just to go do that. <laughs> I'm a big fan. And it's, it's funny because, like, you know, it's it's we like we were also talking um, on a previous podcast about the the difference in quality when you're younger and now it's like Kevin Kevin took a break for a little bit and he came back in and it was like he got blasted into the future. He's like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, there's no like stems, I went, like there's no seeds. Yeah, I was like, I'm not picking seeds. Bowls aren't <laughs> popping in my face while I'm fucking but hitting
0: them. <laughs> I get I get high, but man, there's nothing like that, Reggie. Like I can't it's it, this may sound weird to the weed connoisseurs but back in the day when you just smoked that brick weed on a <laughs> blunt, on a blunt that literally made your eyes bloodshot and oh uh, yeah oh. I I would love to have that feeling again uh just once because that's a different high that's like a yes irresponsible kid smoking weed that came out mm-hmm. of a nickel bag with a skull hologram on
2: it I remember <laughs> one time I had so we, you know, gravity bong, it cut like a, a, Pepsi, a bot- yeah. Yeah, Pepsi bottle. So yeah. brilliantly, we said two liter bottle. Fuck that. Give me the three liter bottle. Got a three liter bottle and cap it in. Then someone was like, here you go. And this is my, my first gravity bong, And I'm like, sure, guys. And then it was like, I'm like I coughed for 20 minutes at least. And I was violently high immediately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's awesome though. Out of it, make it a Gatorade. We used to do it out of a Gatorade bottle. Yeah. Right. That's the right size.
1: And, but now there's battle. like, now there's like dabs and shit. Okay. And I'm like, crackle. I, and- I don't know. I, I went from like, you know, that it was like landing on a different fucking planet. <laughs> I look at, I look at it like, like a look at, look at like hip hop. And look, at what we just talked about, you go back to like night was like So secretive Like we had to do Dangerous shit To fucking buy Like Dude. a fucking Eighth a pot Like we're driving down the Us fucking two Cracker ass crackers yeah, driving, down Ale, driving down Driving <laughs> down Allegheny Avenue To yeah. get a fucking Baker's dozen Of fucking to to, nickel bags
0: We used to drive To fucking Ogons Avenue and stuff like Ooh Ogons Like bag from down there and like when i really think about like a teenager going like they knew i wasn't it from that neighborhood and like that shit i think about those days a lot and we didn't have cell phones right no nope. so i mean i had a pager yep right with a chain connected <laughs> to my belt <bubble. laughs> but uh love it that uh <laughs> we really there was
2: a big risk there but i guess no one had cell phones so we were all we were all yeah, we just didn't care because we were young and stupid. We were just like, all right, let's just go. We'll just go there and nothing will happen to us except we'll get the stuff that we came to bought, to purchase. We, I mean, think about the drinking and the... Oh, like, dude. Like it's,
0: we did it. Like, we were taking shots at 151. Like, what the fuck were we doing?
1: But, that, but now it's like, it's now just like hip hop. It's like as it's as popular as ever. And mainstream as ever you walk into a boutique. Like you said, here you, here you go, sir. It's Dude. like walking into Tiffany's, but it's all like cr- fucking purple, purple crystals no. shooting no. out of it and shit. Dude, <laughs> Elon Musk. A I billionaire, think I take one a joint with Joe Rogan. On- <laughs> I took one hit. Like the first time I smoked out after not smoking for a decade. And I took one hit and I was high for four, four hours. I was ridiculous.
0: It's fun though, navigating through the sativa and the indica and, Mm -hmm. um, and the edibles and that, you know, it's fun. Like, you know, for me, I know whiz is straight indica all the time, but for me, I like smoking sativa when I don't want to feel sleepy or whatever. Right. Hell yeah, man. Indica is good to just try to, to get that high. Um, so it's been fun to navigate in that way, just like different teas or whatever, but, um, I've been having fun with shrooms too.
2: Yeah. Well, 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 we were just talking, we literally was just talking about this in the last podcast. We were talking about how in Colorado they're using microdosing to help people with, with certain kind of mental issues. So like, and again, it goes back to in the seventies when they were experimenting with things like LSD, they were trying to use it to treat, I mean, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing clearly, but they, they were trying to use it to treat some of these illnesses like schizophrenia or dissociative orders and things like that and now what they're doing again because science is caught up similar to the weed similar to them to they've known how to like apply it in in the right dosage to be able to actually it's it's amazing what science can do you take a little bit of time I you know mean, uh, just from my experiences with mushrooms it's a, it's great <laughs> i mean i had a bit one bad one where i stared into a poster for six hours straight and didn't move that wasn't fun but i just you know just rolling the, the dice
0: bad ones I'll tell you, we're going to say that we have to say this for another podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. I did a few months ago. Uh, and I don't try not to speak about this because it's, there is a secretive kind of vibe to it a little bit, but, uh, I did ayahuasca. Oh my. Oh yeah. yeah. That was quite an adventure.
1: Yeah. Machine gun Kelly and Megan, uh, Oh, what's his name uh the girl Megan Thee Ma- Stallion No uh no the girl that Megan
2: Fox Yeah, yeah Megan, Megan Fox
1: she she oh. talked about taking it and she said it was like living in her own personal hell for like for like seven straight hours, they took she, him. And they took ayahuasca. She was
2: she so wasn't was engaged great. with David Austin Green, so that's like a lifetime of hell. Hey, I thought David Austin <laughs> Green was cool man. No, I was just, I'm just <laughs> fucking around. It was just a funny thing to say, and I wanted to attack him for no reason. I
0: think That says a lot about the person, uh, not the not the ayahuasca. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. uh, yeah. I guess so. If it's not like a really good experience, so I, I always like mushrooms. I remember doing mushrooms and then doing whippets while on mushrooms Oof. and seeing colors that didn't even exist in like in nature, it's like it was, really but Jimmy. I remember, I remember enjoying, really enjoying a Dave Matthews concert uh, on mushrooms, probably a lot more than I should have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I first time I ever did shrooms at a uh, fish concert. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, I, I, I'm going to sound so crazy, but I literally, that was my first fish concert. And um they said that that was one of like their best shows ever. And was it at the Camden waterfront? Was it local? Uh, this was in uh, oh, okay the post-gazette pavilion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I had said, I had said to my friends after the show, I was like, "Bish was playing for me. And they were telling me they were welcoming me. And I do feel that still, as far as like the journey that I've experienced in music and in life and, um, so many great stories, and so many brushes with greatness that, uh, I do feel that way. Cause I do still, you, I'm 40 and I, I still don't have to wear a suit to work. You know, that's yeah. brilliant.
1: Do you, are you going to be going back out on tour? At I, gonna, all? I know yeah, you got the, I know you got the Vegas thing going on. Yeah. But we
0: got Drees once a month. Uh, I think they were smart and not booking a tour this fall because everyone booked a tour this fall and people don't have the money to go to all of the stuff. Right. Right.
1: right. right.
0: You know, we're hoping for a big 2022. 20, we just hope everyone's safe
2: first yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah I, I, you know people have to you know get their shit together a
1: lot of them are getting pushed out too i'm a huge deftones fan and they just pushed their they pushed their oh, they all, all the, their all their shows out until like, may may of next year i know can I, yeah they're not playing at all too many
0: concerts. Like, things aren't selling uh, from what i hear on the, from what i hear on industry so
2: right um, that makes sense yeah I mean, I mean, like everyone's just saturating the market right now because they have been cooped up for a year or two. They want to get back out in front of their fans, I'm sure, and, and continue because it's hard to maintain relevance when you're, you know, unless you like, look, Wizfleet has got staying power because he's got like massive hits. Like there's people out there that, you know, or maybe hanging on by a thread in the music industry. And, and as soon as this thing hits, then they get, you know, basically shelved for a year. It's hard to keep that up. I know? mean, we had
1: the guitar player from Candlebox on our our podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, mm-hmm. um, and they they had to put off their album release for like, he's like, it's been in the can for om- almost a year now Yeah, and they couldn't put it out because they couldn't tour with it. Yeah. They had to wait. Yeah. It's pretty nuts, man. Anybody, uh, anybody you looking forward to playing with that you want to play with, that you haven't played with yet, haven't toured uh, with yet. Um,
0: nah, I'm just ready to get back on tour with Wiz again. Uh, I, we, there was talks about maybe doing a Snoop tour uh, this past summer. So that would have been fun to get back.
2: Oh, back. wow. To Snoop and Wiz Khalifa together. Jesus Christ. You, you're not going to remember. You're not going to remember anything past 32.
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember though, uh, when that uniform broke at, at the, uh, What's that venue in Philly I don't know if you guys remember that
2: Oh Uh, I
0: forget what they call it You just said the Camden Camden
1: Waterfront Waterfront, BB&T Pavilion A couple
0: years ago Wiz and Snoop performed there And like a platform dropped And all these kids got injured real quick No, Jesus No shit, I have to go back and look I I don't remember that They wanted to sue Wiz and, and Snoop
2: what, they they construct the fucking stage? <laughs> like they were the, <laughs> the, the, the show ended after high, like trying You're to get like, the pieces together. <laughs> did you do you tighten that screw? shizzle. Like, all right. I trust you. Him. Say so. He said for shizzle. It. <laughs> Dude, it's badass though. I mean, like, uh to, just to, to think about being able to get back out there and doing it again. It's fantastic. Um yeah, I can't wait.
0: I mean, it's it's fun. I'm I'm blessed. Every year I'm like, is this the last year? Is this the last year? And And so, uh, man, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Wiz Wiz is great. I was going back to, I was going to say, uh, you had said something about Wiz and his hits is that it's, it's actually what I'm recognizing. It's the weed culture, man. Like Mm -hmm. people, some artists only exist if they have hits. Mm -hmm. Wiz exists if there's weed, you know what I'm saying?
2: So you should be on shirt you should so patent it. pending that right now patent pending for you we'll do a collab with the podcast love it
0: <laughs> We're we did, in. uh yes. uh what was it? yeah hardeen um i forget what i was gonna say but uh yeah i'm really proud of Wiz. and oh uh you know seeing snoop Dogg, cypress hill like they still <laughs> tour it's because of weed you know you might not know Wiz's songs but you know that you're gonna it's gonna be weed friendly and and, and that's what makes it really cool, man. It's, it's culture that it's like artists that really build, uh, and are a part of a culture, I think are, you know, last, 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 a lot longer.
2: Right. Well, you mentioned fish, the grateful dead. That's kind of in that same vein, like in, back in the day that, that, that was kind of the we culture there, like that, that kind of vibe, you know? Um, and, th- and that's, and that's carried on like those, those cultures, they, they do, you know, people like that, that being together and hearing music and and hearing that kind of music, you know, whatever that might be, whether that's the, the hippie music from the seventies or hip hop. Now, like I I was just, just, I just went to go see Snoop a couple years ago. He was fantastic.
0: He's still good. I was telling my dad, I was like, I can appreciate like, so I don't know if people actually put thinking in this, but like, you know, the grateful dead and those type of guys, they were doing like drugs and psychedelics when they're on. Mm -hmm. stage, And the show was different every time. Right. And I kind of feel that in a certain way of like the amount of different types of high I've been on stage with Wiz, whether it was from dabs or uh, that each show is different in that way, depending on what you're on, you know. And I think that's that there's something there. I haven't figured out the right words, but that's cool is that you it's it's cool to be able to change the experience of something that you that is common uh, Mm -hmm. or not common, but that you like familiar. You're familiar with it
2: every night. Yeah. depending on how fucked up you are, it's a different experience. Exactly. And you're, you're and, that, and it just translates through the actual music. And so they, the output, even though it's the same product, maybe just a little bit different, right. a little bit, there's a little nuance to it, which is pretty so cool. It makes that show
0: memorable a little bit. Like, remember that time we did mushrooms and you're like, yes. Oh shit. Yeah, that was fun. You know?
1: Yes, exactly. What's uh like, what's the coolest place that you've been? Cause you've been all over the world at this point with, Wiz. like, what's the coolest place that you played? Like not, not in the United States.
0: um, I'm trying to think of something that's like, that
1: meant like, even if it was just a show and not a city in general,
0: I mean, like there is wild, like playing in cities that you didn't know exist. Like we played in Malta. Have you ever heard of that country? <laughs> Mal-
1: Malta? Malta. Like I, M-A-L-T-A. I, I don't know. If you, Malta.
0: if you asked me to Malta. find a- it on a map, I, I guarantee I couldn't. I've never even heard of it. It's a country out right outside of uh, Italy, its own Island. And oh. we, we performed some MTV shit there. And it was a wild-looking city. I think that they take some of the scenery there for Game of Thrones, maybe. Oh, no shit. Wow. And, um, you know, just discovering, like, every place has its own little unique story. Like, being in in Japan, where the crowd is a little bit more mild-mannered, or being in fucking Africa, and someone's wearing a Pittsburgh hat.
2: You know? You're just like... That's (laughs) That's <laughs> awesome. You're like, wow, I guess everyone loves the Steelers. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. Fucking popular ass team. I was, I was in like Argentina
0: or somewhere and I was just walking around doing my tourist shit. And they're like, Hey, you're DJ Bonix." And I'm just like, "Holy oh shit. I'm walking down the street. And I'm not saying I'm famous like that, but those <sighs> things have happened. And man, I'm so thankful for that. Every, everywhere is great, man. I, you mm-hmm. know, we played in Brazil, oh, Australia, man. Uh, New Zealand, Moscow. That wow, was like Moscow. So like no that, kidding. That must have been amazing. So that's a testament to hip hop, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Wiz is Wiz is the GOAT, man.
1: One of one of the coolest things I saw, it was a video of one of Wiz's concerts. It was shot from like your perspective. So it was like almost over like your back right shoulder, out right. into the crowd. Wiz is up front and it's just a sea of humanity out front. And there's just like gigantic inflatable joints, (laughs) like like the size of pool rafts, just getting passed around like the crowd. It was one of the coolest like scenes I'd seen. It was amazing. Um, Seeing that firsthand must have must blow your mind every single time.
0: I mean I'm still tripping off of the fact that like that I manifested that that was a dream of mine to tour the world. And so I'm thankful every time. I'm nervous every single time. I'm present every single moment. And wow. it's it's incredible. Uh you know I've grown a lot to where some years have were harder than I made it harder than it should or or you know we grow a certain way. So right now where it's at is like Wiz is so loyal to people that have been down with him since day 1. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. And if Wiz is watching, Wiz, thank you very much. Yes, please, Wiz, watch.
1: Yes. Watch this. I'll also be also be on the podcast next Yes, time yeah, too yeah, as well. We'll take him too. <laughs> we are not Yo, finished. listen. We want to send you some swag, so just yeah We'll give, send you some Digging in the Dome swag You want to throw us Some Taylor Gang um, Or, or Yardine swag we're, back
0: we you some Yardine swag Yeah man Please yeah, do we'll,
1: we'll exchange Yeah we absolutely exchange. We'll, we'll throw you A bunch of stickers t t-shirt Stuff like that
2: And you're going to Donate to my salvation absolutely. Hell yes we are Hell we're we're yeah We're going to put it Again, again against the uh, On the car We're going to We're going to we're
1: gonna, we're gonna Grind for donations too It's not just yes. going to be us We're going yeah, to Donate too.
2: Take
0: the $2,000 You guys We're going to Pay me for this
2: <laughs> <laughs> That was well played Son of a bitch You <laughs> were well, supposed to Yeah It sounds like you guys with
0: a huge budget. You
2: know what I
1: mean? Yes. So, you know. oh, That's right. Mean, meanwhile, we're like, we're recording this at Chris's house. His dogs
2: are barking downstairs. My dogs are barking currently. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Hawaii right now. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Beautiful. Scenic oh, okay. Lansdale, Pennsylvania. So you're, and you're, you're a man of many towns. We've established that. Um, like, but like, what I guess everything gives you a, a different kind of, um, of joy, whether it's being a, a DJ. I mean, obviously, you started in, in what sounds like promotion and production, right? Like when you, you met Wiz before you became his DJ, radio, you're a TV show host. So what, what is it? The is there anything that you like the best? Like, if you could just do that one thing? Well,
0: recently, I'm, I'm really like, I really understand that I like TV hosting because here's the deal they feed you the lines. Yep. And you just have to do them when you're on radio, you might say some shit wrong or, <laughs> you, curse, or yes. you have to come up with this shit. Or, I mean, someone said something very smart. Uh, I forget. It might've been my guy, Jimmy at power 106. He was like, radio is being able to say the same thing in different ways over and over. Yeah. And over. yeah. Uh, and I really like doing TV right now, but I'll be, I'll just be tie the, the bow on it is wherever I can impact people.
2: Brilliant. I,
0: I like and I enjoy whatever, whether it's, I don't even know how, uh, whether it's performing and I've, I've met so many people around the country and the world that young DJs and I look up to you or like, I used to watch you on the day to days. And, and then people who see what I'm doing now, every city that I moved to, I picked someone else up who gets to go on this adventure with me. And, and it's been uh man. I have so many great little stories of, Random. I'm outside of a theater in France, and the show sold out. And these kids are so sad because they can't come in and screen flips. And I'm
2: walking them backstage to meet with oh, and getting them dude. to the show. You know, you changed their life. They, they, that is an experience that they will never ever forget. Ever, ever. That's amazing to be able to do. That's fantastic.
1: I know. Never, I've never forgotten Armand Gilliam. I can tell no, you No, you
2: sure haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus haunt your dreams <laughs> <laughs> That's like ah god jesus
0: uh, it's fun. so much bigger than mine oh <laughs> my god <laughs> get him on the podcast have you got tried to get
2: him on the podcast not yet but we will now oh, now yeah <laughs> now, now we're gonna have full court press no pun intended <laughs> let's, do it. Let's, do it. let's get him on okay. the podcast. let's get Harman uh, on yeah. and then we get charles Sir charles too every once in a while we'll get people popping oh, in that and, was, know, was I,
1: I meant to ask you because you said you got to meet him but have you met him several times now at this point
2: uh, crazy story. I forget what the
0: name of the bar is. I'm in Mannyunk. My guy DJ Reed Streets asked me to DJ this night with him and the legend Jay Ski, and um and shout out to Reed Streets, who's a DJ for the Flyers. Uh, he, I was DJing at the bar that night, and in comes Charles Barkley, and it fucking blew my mind. And I got I, like to, it. I have this awesome video clip. If I could find it, maybe we can insert it. Yeah, okay, absolutely, dude, definitely. Of uh, Charles, he. He makes me stop the music, and he gets on the mic. He's like, for the next five songs, he's like, the drinks are free, but I want to play you the song that I woke up to every single morning, and it was Nas, Hate Me Now. Uh, drinks are free at the bar for
1: the next three songs.
0: <laughs> three. Three.
1: Three. This next song, I listen to it every day when I wake up to all these fucking haters out there. I do. So listen, listen to the words, but at the bar, all drinks are free for the next three songs. But I want you to listen to this next song, because I listen to it every day to all these fucking haters out there. Give it a one time for Charles Barkley. Oh
0: that's, oh, that's awesome. Amazing. You can hate me now. Yeah, exactly. But I won't so stop that now. That was amazing. I'll tell you another funny Barkley story that happened a few years ago. I, um, a homie of mine hits me up from Arizona. And, you know, Barkley kind of lives there too. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I'm going to be bartending at Charles Barkley's uh, New Year's party tonight. I'll like FaceTime you from it. I'm like, oh, I yes. didn't even think about it because I was like, I had to DJ my own shit. Uh-huh. So I DJ'd and then I came home. It was like 2 30 in the morning and I get a FaceTime from my buddy and fucking Charles Barkley's on the other end of that shit. Oh. I started my two, I think it was 2018 because 19, 19, it might have been 19 actually. I started off my 2019. Like New Year's Eve Charles Barkley and wow. that's when I got to speak to him about the jersey and he saw mm-hmm. Sir Charles the dog at the time mm-hmm. and he was like I got three of them little shits <laughs> um, uh, that's pretty good Barkley. I, I love <laughs> Charles Barkley man. I actually in the, my uh, bathroom in Minnesota and in Austin very briefly I have um, a Charles Barkley bathroom with uh, a Charles Barkley shower curtain <laughs> that's um, incredible wow art, my starting lineups, sweet, nice. dolls. Yeah, hell yeah. And, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I, and I, and
1: I, <laughs> I was, was going say, should we warn Sir Charles? <laughs> <laughs> Charles run.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All <laughs> oh, the dolls
1: have their eyes out. It's like, all right, this is a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: exactly. I, um, downloaded some weird, like, buy crap app and, you could search locally, like a marketplace for right. it. For like Barclay
2: stuff, just like yeah, anything.
0: For, and think about looking for Barkley stuff in Philadelphia, right? There's some gems laying sure. around. Oh, and yeah. One guy had this. Massive! I got to send you guys a picture, massive photo of Barkley that's framed. And I met him also at a parking lot.
2: Jesus, you got a fuck you got a fucking lane, dude. You like meet me in a parking lot? Don't tell your friends where you're going. <laughs> Charles Barkley, shit, yeah. and it was fifteen bucks. And I, and I was like, here's
0: a twenty, man. You know, $15? like dollars. So dude. You should see wow. the this thing looks like you would hang it up if Charles Barkley had a funeral. You would like <laughs> oh, that would be the thing that you're like in memoriam.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like the standy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, with the you. big heads. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I big heads. I'm gonna
0: come back and do like a Charles Barkley show. Dude, one hundred percent. Okay. I,
1: I mean, you got to be like, imagine the guy that's in the parking lot, like going, and he's like, holy shit, it's
2: DJ <laughs> Yes, Is he buying that gigantic Barkley framed picture from that uh, gentleman and strapping it to the top of his car? It's like <laughs> on, the,
1: <laughs> on the top. <laughs> top
2: uh, showing down 76. Uh, I saw a kid, this is like
0: before I started thinking about buying a bunch of Barkley jerseys. And I saw a kid with a Barkley Jersey on in the crowd and that I didn't have. And I walked up to him. I said, Hey, I'm Moses DJ. And I'll give you a bunch of Taylor gang merch to take that off your back. And mm-hmm. he fucking, I took that shit off my back. I had to wash it. Of course. But yeah, <laughs> I took it off his back and that, and, uh, and, in, in, in trade of some Taylor gang stuff. So
2: shout out to that dude. That's yeah. amazing, dude. I swear to God. If so this, this, what we've learned so far is that if anyone's got some Barkley stuff, Bionics will meet you in a parking lot and pay handsomely $5 over market price, at least. No question, guys.
0: I'm reaching out the mall parking lot for any I still have Barkley shit, man. Uh, shit.
1: Ah, oh, fuck. Well, listen, man. We yeah. so much appreciate your time. We yeah. thank you so we much. We know you for got a six this. o'clock. Got to go. Absolutely, gonna have you on again. Hopefully, oh my if, God. You're, if you're willing to to have us, we would love to have you back. Wait, wait, do, you,
2: do you just bachelorette him? Will you take this from? <laughs> no, I did praying hands. I know, but it looked very, <laughs> very
0: please. Uh, no. We'd you love on the show. So, you know, I'll be your token Asian anytime you want. All
2: right. Well, got it, man. That's it. You heard it here. Third Mike, DJ bonix <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's <laughs> get it going. It's right on dude. Hey, listen, and next time that's you're right. down the
1: shore, man, let us, I know you were just in ocean city uh, with, with Mikey. So, yeah. you know, we grew up, we grew up down there before we moved to Philly. So we're, we're from, uh, we're from the beach. The so next time you're down there, man, let us know. You know, we'll come. You know for- where the weed
0: man is down there? Is that what you're
1: saying? <laughs> yes, I may, sure to- I may or may not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, now, now it's like pretty much any corner because it's legal there. So you can just go to uh you know, yep. the recreational Johns up in up in New Jersey. We can certainly help you out in that regard. Of course, anything for you, you sir.
0: Used to be the scariest place to drive, and now weed's legal. You know, it's so
2: yeah, harsh. yeah. Well, that's well. Now you can just get at the store you go in, you show them back, the show them an ID. Hello. You purchase the, the goods. It's fantastic. Yes, it's, a, it's a beautiful future, my friend. All right. Well, thank DJ you so Monics, much, thank man. you so much for joining us uh, one more time. What was the, uh, the, the charity that you the two chatters oh, that you were. Uh,
0: so if you go to my Instagram, the link's in there, but it's down for the challenge.com. You can donate there, but look for a team go Bonics. And uh, right now we're just raising money. Every thousand dollars helps, um, you know, two to three families that are displaced, gives thousands of pounds of food and uh, we're all doing it for charity and I'm going to risk my life again in a mall, mall parking lot and repel 14 stories up the Mall of America. With,
1: with Charles Barkley shit hanging off. Of oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put, jer- put on a Barkley jersey when you do that. Yeah, you, you better
2: got
0: be be a Barkley jersey. I wish you wear a Charles Barkley jersey. Guys, no, actually,
1: hold on. Strike that. Wear a Digging in the Dome t-shirt. <laughs> Good point.
2: That's yes. we'll do. There you go. <laughs>
0: That's a smart plan. We'll all right, was that? I'll wear it when I jump off the King of Prussia mall.
2: There we go. go. The KOP mall. Yes. We'll get it. to Philadelphia, Philadelphia proud. Let's Thank go. you, sir. You are the man. Thank you for joining us today on digging the dome. Thanks, Bonics. <laughs>